You're listening to Work Tape, episode 44. Welcome to the Work Tape Podcast. It is your hosts, Jeff Hall and Isaac Grover, back at it again with songwriting. Back at it again. Yeah. On the road again. You know what's funny? I don't even remember what part this is, but I will remember what part to put in when I'm done editing it. Yeah, it's kind of just a mesh of everything. It could be part one, three, or four. Well, every time you're in a studio, it's for a short amount of time. So, you know, we don't get a lot of time. Yeah. You know, our schedules are, are, uh, they don't sync up perfectly well when we're trying to record. Yeah. So, whenever I get you, what is it like? Usually 15, 20, sometimes 30 minutes. Yeah. I mean, we'll have a good discussion about something usually related to music. Yeah. Imagine that. Specifically trashing on uh, music theory. Yeah. And then also um, just discussing songs and bands that we are uh, fond of. <laughs> making fun of their accents. Yes, making fun of accents. Oh, and okay. So, so, so a good one because this is just… Sometimes structure sucks, right? I can't stand structure sometimes because it's like I need a break from that. And so, totally going in a different direction with this. Paul McCartney, what is up with that? The way he sings compared <laughs> to John Lennon. Oh, yeah. You were talking about the British John Lennon. Kind of sings like, kind of, I can't do the, the voice. But oh, John uh, Lennon. But when Paul sings, he sounds American. Yeah. And it's weird how a lot of the British singers lose their British accent when they sing. Oh, that's true. And then Madonna, somehow, she adopts a British accent for a little while. Oh, you're and, right, because she's American, Yeah. Right? Yeah, she is. It's like, why, why do you do that? Like, that's just weird. I guess it's um, a way to draw people in. It is. So that's a prelude to an episode or a series where we talk about artists you didn't know were British. Yeah. <laughs> or artists British you didn't artists know were Canadian. Thought, <laughs> right. British artists that you thought were American or artists that you thought were American but weren't. Or even Scorpions. I never knew they were German. I I didn't know I they, they were, were German. American. And it was like, you detect this slight German accent. Slight. In, uh, I can't do it. Rocky likes the hurricane. <laughs> There's no one like you. <laughs> and you're a Polsky, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm a Polak. I'm a proud Polak. Can't play sports and I'm awkward and everything. It gets me every time, man. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. Do do rock me like a hurricane in that voice. You rock me like the hurricane? <laughs> well, I have German descent too, so I guess I can do that if I want. <laughs> You're black. You can't do that. Well, we're all from you everywhere. You have diplomatic immunity or racial immunity. You can do anything. I can do anything I want, right? I'm English, yeah. Irish, German, Scottish, whatever. <laughs> There's no barriers for you. It's kind of a shame because I can't do any of the African ones. I can only do like European ones. I don't know why. <laughs> I think European is, is easier. It do, is easier. No one knows about… Yeah, literally, we get bombarded with all this European stuff. and Which is cool because, you know, I'm obsessed with so many bands from Europe. Yeah. So it's totally fine. But, like, the only bands I know from Africa… Literally, the Whalers are Jamaican. So they're not even, like… Yeah. I don't really know many African artists or bands. I do know about Zamrock. Zamrock was… I can't remember if it was Zambia, but there's a style of rock in uh, Africa. It's technically, you know, like the British did. They took music from America and perfected it. And so in Africa, they did the same thing where, you know, they would take American styles and then Africanize it, make it really good. 
you know, they did it with, uh, I know you're not in this area, but they did it with like trap, like, oh, okay, trap music. Yeah, they did it with okay. trap music. There's a uh, Ghanaian drill. Yeah, there's a certain culture around it. I'm not big on, but stylistically, mm, so good. I took a class in college, a world music class, and there was a CD that came with the textbook, uh, Music of the Peoples of the World. Okay. And they had a lot of examples of like African music and they had a lot of interesting ideas for music. It's cool to see someone who has no uh, like connection to the outside world is basically living in like a hut and like no internet, nothing, and how they approach music. And it's still somehow relatable to our music in some way. Okay, so we will segue into Zamrock. And I don't know if you listen to much Mento. Mento, that sounds familiar, but... Calypso is... Oh, Calypso. Yeah, it, it's jazzy in origin, yeah. you know? I mean, because... I've, I've the, heard some of it, yeah. Yeah, these were African immigrants, uh, forcefully. And, you know, in the Caribbean areas. And, and that's kind of where my family is coming from. Yeah, I forget that. that you're um, technically South American, aren't you? <laughs> right, Well, I mean... Technically. Close enough. Uh, Caribbean, the West Indies. Okay. And then both of my parents are from Central America. And so Bob Marley, Whalers, Peter Tosh. Like, that that's bread and butter. That's bread and butter. Or uh, dance hall and uh, dub. Okay. Yeah, because when I first heard dubstep, I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, that's reggae, right? And I was like, no, dubstep. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I could not have been wrong what that was. And I like my electronic, right? But yeah, dubstep kind of had a bit of a short shelf life for me. Yeah, it was kind of like a novelty trick. Oh my gosh, it was a novelty. It had it run for what, maybe like four years, three or four years. Maybe two or th- three. It three. was like 2010 to 14, maybe, where it was just like every movie, every commercial. Was Black like, Mill, Pendulum. You know, Dead Mouse wasn't necessarily... I like Dead Mouse. That wasn't necessarily dubstep, right? I mean, it was kind of... It was more like they had some... He did some house. He did some Yeah, techno. he did more house. He did yeah. more house. Yeah. I, I remember that song. I love that song. It's, yeah. No, no. I love Dead Mouse singing. is pretty chill. Skrillex is the dubstep guy. Skrillex has done some collaborations with Korn, I think. And with Justin Bieber. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. kind of interesting how he's would, a metalhead. Yeah, he was like a an, an emo an emo metal guy at the time. Skrillex was. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, even his style screamed metal, which goes back to our point. We're talking about where do you compromise with your songwriting to get well known? Yeah, you compromise your creative vision. Are you gonna do it? And sell your soul? Yeah. Well, you, I don't think you have to sell your soul, but. Yeah, I mean, many people have, right? But yeah. in the context of style, there have been many artists who... I mean, really, when you think about it... Okay, so popular music, right? Any sort of music that you listen to, assuming popular... Let's just talk about America and UK for now. Okay. I mean, of course, this includes other countries in the world, but let's just use America. Okay. <laughs> America's easy. So America's like at the forefront of popular music of the world, of pop culture, right? Yeah. And so... Doesn't matter if it's Jay Z or if it's a f- oh no no Fleetwood Mac is kind of partially UK but let's call them American Fleetwood Mac is half and half huh Yeah they're kind of half they're and halfers half. halfers I don't know if I like that No they're halfers You either go all American or you go oh, home. Okay okay so let's use Jay Z I'm trying to use like a hip hop artist and then a rock artist Uh Guns and Roses Okay one of my least favorite bands of all time Yeah <laughs> Um they all are a product of their time Yeah because. That's how artists are able to evolve. Like, really, when you think about it, when we're doing music, we're not really doing what's naturally us. We're literally just kind of doing what we heard. 
Yeah, our environment, like our, yeah. we're hearing on the radio, it's popular. Yeah, if you're born in Germany, we speak in German like scorpions. Yeah. <laughs> and if you were Irish, you'd be Bono just <laughs> just being, <laughs> trying being to another, stay relevant. Being you too. <laughs> trying to be you too, right? And me. Yeah. And then fall out of relevance after Octum Baby or, or whichever. Oh, 92? Yeah, yeah, I was 91. Or 91. Oh. I gave it a listen. Ah. I gave it a listen. Uh, like halfway through. It's… I just like mysterious ways. That it's was, okay. It's okay. It's, I need to listen to it yeah. more. Maybe I'm just not too kind to post Joshua YouTube. You're kind of harsh, huh? After I'm that. very harsh on it. You're like, war, well, they set the bar pretty high there, so you better make no, something more. and unforgettable to me are unforgettable. Yeah. That's another thing is like with artists or bands that just their debut is so good, and then it's like, oh, how can they top that? And then they don't, and they just fall yeah, short. They kind of, um, you two are more like a, a triangle where the first part it's like a slope. They mm-hmm. sloped up. They did. It was they a weren't steady incline. Exactly. It was a steady upward versus some bands where they start as like the block, the top of the triangle. And then just down. And then, yeah, the down. Yeah, right from it's there. Going and it's down. Some, oh, what is it called? There are different types of triangles, right? The right angle one. Oh, um, obtuse and obtuse? Uh, acute. Acute. Okay. Well, I don't remember because I can't remember geometry at all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a songwriter, not a geometry I person. They look like the shapes of them, but right. So I think you two were the right angle triangle, but they start from the beginning and then they go up and then they drop off. <laughs> in my opinion, even though Zoo, I heard, I heard Pop was okay. You know, I never listened to Pop. I think it's from '97, '95. Hmm. How many albums did you two release? So. They release so many records and they have not stopped, man. It's like Pink Floyd and there's a lot of bands that just, there's so many albums and it's like they're just pumping them out. U2 and Chili Peppers are definitely bands. Yeah, that, they have a bunch of albums too. Mm-hmm. And I honestly, I never really listened to them other than the hits. It's like there could be gold that I'm missing out on. Which one is that one? I don't even know. I just know that that's Flea. <laughs> that sounds like a, a boom Yeah, I, I forgot the baseline. Everyone's gonna be like, oh, Isaac, how do you not know the baseline? Um, because I don't like chili peppers. Yeah, you're not listening to them and actually focused on it. It's just kind of like yeah. I'm just not a big peppers guy, but chili peppers is a great band. I mean, Frusciante, you know, you and I, yeah, we love him, but um, it's not a favorite of mine, so I don't always know every song. And to be fair, I never know the titles of songs. I always know how to play them. That's cool. That's so, a true musician right there. I guess. <laughs> very, I guess. very talented with that. <laughs> but see, yeah, for a lot of my favorite songs, I don't even know the lyrics. I just yeah, know how to play I'm, them. I'm, I'm lyrics. I never know how to sing them. Well, always lyrical for me. I know how the melody goes, but I never know the lyrics. Like Coldplay, I know how to play all of the songs, but I don't know what Chris is singing. <laughs> you could care less what he's singing about. Especially now. Killing everyone and all this other stuff. Sp- apparently someone used to rule the world or something. I don't know. Huh. <laughs> I used to rule the world. Something like that, right? And then Joe Satriani, if he could fly, he would take it. <laughs> you know, I didn't think that it sounded that much alike, but then I was like, oh wait, it does sound it's the same. similar. They have both that... Little like increase or like jump in the. Didn't you follow that lawsuit? You told me that. Yeah, I was interested <laughs> in it for a while. I was like, this is crazy. Like, what is Satriani gonna do next? Like, he brings his guitar in the courtroom, puts his sunglasses Saturate on. Saturate it with the lawsuit. Yeah. That's what. <laughs> He's like, you know, I quit. I quit high school football and tried playing guitar when Hendrix died. Like, that's just uh, Satriani is so corny to me. <laughs> He's so corny. I could picture him doing Wait, that in the courtroom, we're, putting sunglasses we're, on, busting out his guitar. Were we 
me talking about lining up all the bald guys like yeah. Frank Black and then uh, uh, Billy Corgan. Corgan and then… <laughs> Joe Satriani. <laughs> Wait, yes. Moby. 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 Yes, Moby. <laughs> but I love Moby. I like Moby. Moby's chill. But I also like Corgan as a bit of a yeah. narcissist. Uh, yeah, he's just a bit. You just recorded over <laughs> Eha's parts and Darcy's parts. And so I know what guys just let me do it. Oh, man. Despite all my rage, I'm still just a rat in a cage. <laughs> So James, can you uh, can you not can you not do that in on the track? He uh, he pulled a Dave Grohl and re-recorded all the tracks, right? In Siamese Dream. Yep. My goodness. He's just like James Eha was there for stage presence or something, or <laughs> and it's sad too because they used to like before they formed the Smashing Pumpkins and it was just the two of him, like Corgan and Eha. They would like jam out and like they called it little goth rock tunes, and it's like sad that the. Corgan just got egomania and he did took over. Like, I'm the best songwriter. Like it's weird. Yeah, his uh, his song. It, it, see, we go back to the songwriting though. Yeah. What would these songs be like if they hadn't done that? How yeah. good would these songs be if people like, you know, Frank Black and Billy Corrigan, Dave Grohl weren't such control freaks? Yeah, because then the other band members may have contributed differently and something different would have come out. I mean, that's true, right? Mm-hmm. What would have become of that? I mean, I was listening to the backing tracks for Siamese Dream and I was like... Oh, yeah. You show me today. Yeah. Those uh, add yeah. nine chords. Yeah. And he's playing... Uh, of course, it's not in the key of E, but... It's E flat, huh? Something like that. But it's definitely the E major shape. It's in standard tuning, whatever it is. Uh, yeah, you're right. A lot of Pumpkin songs are... Are half, e flat, yeah. Yeah, they're flat from the, the, the E standard. 1979 is E flat as well. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Which is really annoying because you have to play it in open, like the open string. Yeah. So you have to tune your whole guitar half step down. You're and then right. Play some Elliott Smith, you tune your guitar whole step down. Like who else is like that? I know a few. Oh, Nirvana. Mm, sometimes. So in utero, by Nirvana is basically the same thing. It half step down. Or something. Yeah, something like that. In fact, even "Come as You Are" from Nevermind is. In a weird tuning as well. Hmm. I hate it when there's songs, especially with like older songs from like the maybe 40s or stuff, or like they're not tuned to 440. Oh, yeah. They're like slightly off, and it just <laughs> drives me nuts. That's the most annoying thing in the entire world. Radioheads in Rainbows, I think. Am I wrong? Isn't it 432? Uh, I think mm, I, no, because Weird know. Fish is when I play it along, it, it sounds Weird Fishes is, is that on? Rainbows? I thought Weird Fishes was on... Weird Fishes or Pagey. I think it's like the sixth track or something. Oh, I thought it was on Amnesiac for a second. No. Sorry. I got it wrong. Oh, Sardines. Is it Sardines? Crush Like Sardines. And yeah, Crush, Crush Like Sardines. Sorry. No, that's what I meant to say. Sorry. And then 15 Step. We can get into... Oh, Videotape. I totally forgot <laughs> about Videotape. Ross hates that song. Because the drumming is uh, it's anxious to him. Yeah, I, I like uh, I like that video one a lot. That was the that was the moment Coldplay realized that Radiohead ripped them off. Hmm. <laughs> I'm kind of joking. <laughs> Chris doesn't really sing the same way that Tom sings. No, no Muse has tried to uh, emulate Tom York, but they fail. They yeah, they, everyone will fail. They they definitely rip off Radiohead, but then they kind of do their own thing, like in uh. Do 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 do
I can't remember what record that's from, but that's him looking up at the sky. And I think it's from 2004. It's Muse? It's Muse, yeah. It's, it was the same era after... The Black Hole? Symmetry. Or Symmetry? Okay. Origin of Symmetry. Yeah, that was a good record too. With uh, Bliss and uh, Hyper Music. And What's the hit? Is like Black Hole Super... Black Holes and Revelation was 2007, I think. The... Yeah, so like I used to listen to that album in high school. That and Resistance. Oh my gosh, I used to listen to that a lot. But anyway, yeah, no, Muse were... They're good. Yeah, but people will try to be like Radiohead, but they're not. Yeah, everyone tries to emulate them in some way. I mean, I try to. Everyone does. They're <laughs> the they're on a pedestal. They're on a pedestal, and then above that pedestal is the Beatles. Yes, but then back to uh, Control Freaks. Would the trajectory of the band been that different had the lead guy or the Control Freak guy, typically the lead woman or man, if they had not tried to micromanage everything? Had they, you know, I mean, I think the same thing happened not too similarly because she didn't play the instrumentation in these records, but Haley Williams with Paramore, I know there was like a bit of a falling out because uh, maybe it was just because it got to her head and she was the band, right? You know, so the Faro oh, brothers. Everyone just identified her as being the star of the show. Yeah, but you know, Zach is uh, monumental to Paramore's sound. The drumming, so characteristic. I never listened to them. I know you don't. It's my fault for bringing them up right now, but we were kind of talking about egomaniacs. and huh. You know what? We might as well have just dedicated two hours talking about Morrissey <laughs> and 30 minutes for Corgan because he was- Even Robert Smith in a way. I, I love The Cure and as much as I- You're right. Yeah, they sound the same each record. Yeah, it's, it's Robert Smith basically. Robert Smith and whoever's The Cure at that moment. It could be any number of different artists. This is very true. But you take away Robert Smith, you don't have to cure. That's true. Okay, so clarifying, because we love to segue, and that's fine, because whenever it's with you, dude, it's always loose. Like, I never script it with you. Yeah. I don't really even... I tried that one time, and no, I kept no. referring to the notes over and over. And No, forget people who get upset with us for that. Like, people like, how dare you? You need us. And that's like, that's true, but also you realize you're listening to people, like a couple or three people at a time, trailing off. Like, this is what this podcast is. But hey, we like having people on here so we can trail off with them. It's super fun. So Yeah, they knew what they signed up for. Right? But we'll, we'll get a little bit back on track. So we talked about All Star, right? Finally. We talked about Nick and his songwriting. And back I also... a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. We did talk a little bit about that. And then we also talked about methods with songwriting. So... Essentially, yeah, if you want to make it in music business, because it's a business, you do have to compromise with your songwriting. You're going to have to make it palatable to your audience or whoever it is. However, at the same time, you're a product of your environment. So I don't believe there's such thing as a truly authentic and genuine artist, because at the end of the day, you're given the name Jeff, right? You wear the clothes that you wear because you live here in California. You know, you wear glasses because you needed them. And so you're able to get, I mean... We're molded by convenience. We're molded by, by nurture. And so as an artist, I mean, how authentic is authentic, right? Yeah. Because I mean, I trash on the business sometimes, but really at the end of the day, the business isn't that big of a deal to me because I know I'm going to have to adapt to a sound. Just yeah, like, you're going to have to sacrifice some, yeah, just some like, of your uh, 
Yeah, your creativity or your... Just like Skrillex and 21 Pilots did. Like, they obviously liked a certain sound at first and then they had to get with the times and they had to change their sound. what sells, but it's marketable. Exactly. I think the key is to do a sound that you like the most. Yeah, that's what's fun about songwriting is what do you like about it? What do you find cool about it? Just do that. Yeah, precisely. So I know it's not necessarily perfectly, oh, wait, do I completely go all in with business and just trying to be as marketable as possible? Or do I just do my own thing? And really, I don't think that there's such thing as doing your own thing. You're always going to be pulling from someone else trying to fit in. I mean, even if you like someone musically, you're still trying to fit in with what they do. Yeah. And obviously they made it big. So you're going to… Yeah. Yeah. So being 100% your own sound is a myth. Yeah. All right. Cool. Got that out of the way. Now, back to actually using the music business format and structure. Is that an option? And I think for you and me, I'm going to speak for us both. I'm pretty positive you're in the same mindset as well. No, I don't really want to force all of my songs into a format all the time. I uh, see. I do. I, really? Because I you seem lyrics. to... Really? No, 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 no. I'm talking about if there's like a business format. I don't feel like always taking songwriting lessons from these industries. In other words, I like to write the songs the way I want to write yeah, them. Yeah, how you wanted it. That's what I meant. But that, yeah. And I was saying you do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Okay. Of course, you're going to have your own way of doing things. You tend to be a lyrics first kind of guy. Yeah, and I I like chords a lot. I'll, sometimes I'll mess around with the chord progression first. It'll sound kind of cool and might have a melody like begging to be coming out. But I can never begging find it. to come out. I can't find it sometimes and it just gets lost. And it's… It, and you have Palpatine in the corner going, do it. Defends your hatred. The power. Of Strike him down with all of your hatred. Strike. Write power. It. Write it down. <laughs> the Palpatine's uh, top five words were there. Power, <laughs> power um, control. And he had some other ones too. It's it. That's impossible. <laughs> that's highly unlikely. <laughs> that's great. You got. I know you got to go here in a few minutes, man. So. <laughs> We're okay. So now I want to get grounded. No, no, it's cool. Because okay, first off, we're always going to come back to the songwriting, so that's totally fine. Very, I love talking about that. For I mean, everyone's approach to it is cool. Like I joined a group on Facebook, and people post lyrics and like or their songs, and I, I critiqued a lyric or a someone's like song they wrote lyrics. And it was, uh, I was like, I was honest. I was just like, you know. You're like, go to the five, take the exit and get out. (laughs) And get out on Mulholland and don't ever come back here again. The Californians. What are you doing here? (laughs) But in all seriousness, what did you say to this gentleman? Uh, It was actually a a young lady or I think. Young woman. Sorry. Maybe a robot, but she did something cool. She used a personification for like uh, stars. The stars were… hallucinating and I thought that was kind of cool that's pretty good yeah I was like that's interesting I cannot write like that no no I, dude remember I was talking about compensation hmm. I am not good with abstract lyrics I have to make up like with weird chord progressions okay and weird melodies hmm. like that's what I'm saying I, I try to distract because like you read my lyrics and you're like wow Isaac well like we were saying you you cover up your flaws with your strengths exactly 
My strength is really just trying really? not to write the same. Yeah, my strength typically is trying not to write the same chord progression or the same sound over and over. Yeah, that's kind of my strength. Like kind of like a Beck or uh, who who else? Foster the people. Yeah, I almost said Max uh, Max Frost. I know you don't know who Max Frost is. Know. Yeah, but I like a lot of artists like that who change their sound a lot. Yeah, one who doesn't is uh, Mac DeMarco. Oh, oh, He's oh, oh yeah, the same yeah, no, no, sound. you're right. Every song. Old Dog was an album, right? So all I love that album. Old Dog, Old Tricks. Yeah. <laughs> same old dog, same old tricks. Good old Mac DeMarco. I woke up this morning, didn't recognize the man in the mirror. And I laughed and I said, oh, silly me, that's just me. And I proceeded to brush some stranger's teeth. They were my teeth. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was brushing his teeth. Yeah. <laughs> All he ever wanted was to be something I don't remember. <laughs> All I wanted was to just have fun, fun. live my, my life like a son of a gun. gun. I could be 1,000 miles, miles away, but still me, what I say. <laughs> I love that song. That's a great pretty song. Pim- Kurt Vile is great. He's pretty pimping. He's pretty pimping. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's pretty pimping. <laughs> he's got a cool style and he's gotta say pretty pimpin his even his whole persona too is like his long hair he's like total hippie looking guy you know how i always rag on <laughs> rag <laughs> no he, i always rag on these throwback guys kurt vile is an exception he did it well he, he's got a cool style that's unique and it's um <sighs> he did the throwback sound way better than oh first off courtney barnett got super old fast oh I'm he sorry. did a, a collaboration with her yeah, no, no, I know, I know, yeah. That was a great song. <laughs> Courtney's going to be like, you're the worst, Isaac. You know, <laughs> I actually like Courtney a lot. I do. I just... <sighs> it just gets old hearing these people trying to parody Neil Young and Elliot Smith. It gets old after a while. Like me? No, well, I'm going to be a little bit easy on you. You even you haven't even released an album yet. Once you start releasing albums, then I'm going to get more critical. <laughs> And 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 me, I know I, we both have our bedroom demos, so yeah, yeah. But but once we put the albums out, everyone can trash us to death. That's totally fine, <laughs> you know. I'll trash myself before they can trash me. <laughs> Judge not, lest ye also be judged. So <laughs> <laughs> Phoebe Bridgers did that sound very well. What did she do? It was her song. She had that album Punisher from 2020. I actually never gave it a listen, but then she had uh, that name sounds familiar. Phoebe Bridgers. Yeah, she did. Um, she did Smoke Signals. I was obsessed with that song. Okay. But, you know, Eric Clapton, Elliot Smith, which is still cool. Courtney kind of does more of a, uh, it, who's Patti Smith? Courtney Barnett sounds a lot, reminds me a lot of Patti Smith. And I think that sound got a bit overdone for me. Kurt was cool with it because, you know, Pretty Pimp is such a good song. Yeah. I remember I was introduced to him to that song. And I was or like, Dust Bunnies. Yeah. Dust Bunnies is a good song. I like um, Bass Ackwards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. Who was the one, the, um, that's from 2014, that Americana sound. And I was telling you, it sounded like Dire Straits and Fleetwood Mac. Mm, Remember? Um, what, what was it? It was called, uh, oh, I always forget their name. The, uh, the, what was her name? I forgot. I told you it. It's from 2014. Remember that album? And it was so big. The War on, the war on Drugs. Yeah. Yes. Yep. 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 Yeah, yep. I'm not really. I'm Arcade her... Fire did the same thing because Arcade Fire is great. But then you would like do the. Yeah, but then they do the same thing. And then everyone's like, oh, let's sound like 
the Beatles and all of these old guys. And I'm like, we've heard that before. Do you have a an, an original idea? Oh, are you just gonna copy and paste? Like, I give Tame Impala some trash uh, sometimes yeah. because <laughs> Tame Impala would do the same thing over and yes. over, and I was like, okay, I get it. But you know what? His first albums were pretty good. Mm-hmm. I like him a lot. I just prefer artists like uh, like Beck to me. Okay, Beck is the prime example of the versatile artist. Only and- album I did not like from him. Can you take a guess? Um, Morning Phase was a bore. It was a snooze fest. Really? I did not like Morning Phase. That was from oh. 2014. I remember that too. Is that the one with Dreams on it? Yeah, I think so. I can't remember. C was good. Obviously, C was great. And then um, what was that one from the 90s that you told me about? The black and white album? Oh, um, Mutation? Yeah, Mutation? So, something like that. Yeah, 1998. No, I didn't like Morning Phase. 1998 was a great year for music. Oh, yeah, it was. It was. Didn't I tell you the most useless year of music was 1992? Yeah. <laughs> I'm still, oh, no. The Cure Wish. The Cure Wish came out yeah, in Yeah, but is that like the only album from that time? <laughs> uh, can you tell me any other 1992 albums? We can all tell <laughs> albums from 93, 94, 95, yeah. 91, 92. Who cares? Even 90. <laughs> Ride. 90, uh, Ride Nowhere. Yeah, yeah Ride was um, releasing in 90. And then uh, who the else? The Cure again? Pixies. Pixies. Pixies in 90. Yeah. They released, um, oh wait, no, Disintegration was 89. No one remembers 92. 92 doesn't even remember 92. No, we'll get back to Maybe Afghan Wigs, because I know Afghan Wigs and, uh, yeah, bands like that. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if Afghan I'm going, actually, The Cure is what saves 92. Because that cure? Wishes in that album is great. It's like, well, I think Nirvana saved the 90s as a whole. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Hole. There's Hole. But I don't think Hole even released in 92. It's Jeff Hole. <laughs> Jeff Hole. <laughs> Ah, Miss World. Yeah, that was good. I listened to uh, Nirvana today, actually. I was listening to uh, You Know You're Right. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember what he says, but it's like... His voice sounds... uh, Makes me feel more confident in my voice because he's just like... I will never run away. You know, Jeff? Off key and... Let's bring our guitars back next episode. Yeah. Yeah, because I've been wanting to bring guitars on here and I just never did it. So that would be cool. Let's just bring it back next time. Let's let's hear how that sounds. Because you're you know so many songs you could just be like, oh, this oh, song no. and then give the example <laughs> and then everyone be like, Oh yeah, that one. No. You're really dude. good at that. Heck, we'll touch on All Star for the next one because that'll be cool. We'll probably touch All-Star. on All Star. Break down the, the whole construct of All Star. Well why we'll, is it a pop hit and why is it we can touch on All Star and we can also touch back on those producers because I know we mentioned that. So that would be kind of cool, producer yeah, styles. Because producing styles is something new to me. It's uh, kind of weird. I've learned to identify what they do, what a producer actually does. Yeah, makes the song sound terrible. They make <laughs> the song joking. great. Well, you know, they do make or break or, the... It's like a, they're the Ramsey of Kitchen Nightmares. <laughs> they come in there and they they do their thing. Wait, 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 wait! I'm trying to shut think it who, down. Shut it down. Who's the Ramsey of a production? Um. Wait, wait, wait! Is it uh? Is it uh? Would you say it's uh Steve Albini? I mean, he can be kind of um, kind of stoic. Who's Steve Albini? He produced In Utero. He also produced Cloud Nothings, and um, did he produce Bulldoze? Wait. There was a band. I think it's called Bulldozer. I think it's an actual band. Oh, you know a band I like is uh, Jesus Lizard. Oh, yeah, yeah. Always sing like this. 
Yeah. See, I like when singers like that, and it makes you feel a little bit better about yourself. Like, yeah, he sounds I'm like not that bad. <laughs> he sounds more Frank Black than Frank Black. Oh, that's saying something too. Yeah, he screams too. They're, both Frank and uh, see, I don't even know uh, Jesus Lizard singer, but singer, right? If you can call it, he's just a <laughs> lead guy, uh, the vocalist. Oh my gosh, right? He, he's kind of the like, artist. Okay, and I know you're gonna hate me for this one, but even Isaac Brock. How he's gonna just say him like his early stuff and his shouting? No, he's he's much more of a singer than Jesus Lizard's guy. So I don't know. Did you have you listened to Sad Sappy Sucker yet? Oh, I've listened to a lot of Modest Mouse. You know a lot of uh, Modest Mouse and guitar too, so that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, we're not not too much. I'd probably do piano and bass guitar too, but for now the guitar is pretty simple. We'll we'll have to touch on it because. I don't want all these people listening and thing like they literally don't know anything. It's like, well, fine, we'll play them for you so you can like understand. <laughs> I never even listened to music. No, you, dude, you know, like <laughs> you know, like every song ever. No, I don't. Yeah, you do. Okay, well, there's only every... one song in this entire world that you don't know, but you know all the. I rest. forget every song ever. <laughs> Jeff, it's been a great minute with you. I know you have to head out, but yeah, man, let's uh, come back with our guitars. Come back with the vengeance. With the vengeance, yep, and we'll touch on those things we talked about. Mm-hmm. so that was it for episode 44 that was great you guys are fantastic and we will be back with you guys next week per usual peace out peace out later <laughs> <laughs>